Hello, welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection between humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. I'm here with Susan. Hey there. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, we have, uh, before we get into the topic, we are in the smoke advisory. So it's yeah, a good time to hunk- was, hunker down and, and work I on was going to say, when you asked me how I was, I was going to say, yeah, good, except for... Yeah. Except for the air quality in, yeah. you know, because I live in rural Wisconsin and I'm used to normally having quite a good air quality. So I feel bad for the people in Canada. But I'm also feeling bad for me. I yeah, seem to bad. be right in this corridor Same. of uh, smoke problems. But, yep, so I'm indoors. I'm not going outside for a while. That was a riveting, riveting podcast. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, let's let's just jump straight to the the topic. <laughs> you brought it up. Yeah, and I, I, I regret, yeah, and you I regret, regret it. it. Okay. Regret it. All right. Yeah. What's our topic today? Um. So I want to talk. We're going to talk a little bit about. Um, communities yeah and the concept um of centralized designing for centralized communities versus designing for decentralized communities this sounds very esoteric but when we discussed it briefly the other day it it sounded a little less esoteric and more interesting (laughs) It, I think it is both esoteric and interesting. Okay. All right. I I'll think give it's, you that. Um, yeah. So, um, a very short preface. Yeah. There are, we design for communities sometimes, whether you, you, you're a UXer or a product person or society. What do you mean by designing for communities? So, uh, there are, there are communities in in person or online in person or online and sometimes you uh, sometimes organizations institutions need to create things create products create spaces create whether real or digital uh, cr- cr- create uh, projects or spaces for those communities right and right. So, so you sometimes are you're purposely Creating stuff for a particular community. For example, um, a gym is yeah. designing for some sort of you know community, which is people the, are coming together, people they're coming working in, out working in out, space, yeah, in, yeah right. locker room, mm-hmm. um, and then I guess and the gym is sort of in the middle, right? Like the gym is like a very loose community, right? It's not like I said. Oh my God! I I I really want to be part of this group of people that goes and works out. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm using the facility more than I am being part of the community. Maybe so. So a, a, another version would be maybe a yoga studio where people are doing classes. The only thing that happens right. there so are classes. At a gym they are coming right. together. So so a yoga studio then would be a very good sense of designing a space, and physical space. For for and and a community. So you have a community that comes in. It doesn't have to be, you know, communities don't have to be forever 
right? It's like, right. it's not like, it's not like where you live. It's like cats at your community. You can come in right. and out of, out of these communities. So yeah. I am not, you know, I, I sort of am loosely affiliated with these, you know, the Thursday at 2 p.m. Right. yoga community. But then when that time comes, I show up and I am part of that community. We all, right. we have our little social structure. We have like, rules that we abide know, by. Like conferences or, 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 uh, a professional develop, you know, I'm a, you might be a member of, you know, UXPA. That's another community. No, but, but, but specifically when I go to my yoga class. Yes. That's really when the, then the, when, when you sort of are in the community. So you've designed a yoga studio for that community. Yes. It's open because you need a lot of space. It has, you know, maybe a microphone, it has lights, it has a changing room because part of the community standard is that, you know, you need a place to change and shower afterwards. Um, There's a certain standard for music and ambiance and lighting and all those kind of stuff. So we sometimes design for communities. Yeah. So there's two ways to design for communities. Okay. There is designing for centralized communities and designing for decentralized communities. All right. What does that mean? So a centralized community is going to be like that yoga studio. There's one community in there at a time and it's run by the yoga instructor. Okay. So someone is in charge and is dictating all the rules of what happens in that space. Another example, if we're if we look at a digital space, would be you know, any tech platform, YouTube, you know, Twitter, Facebook. Okay, these are centralized communities. So there is one, you know, it's it's run by the company, right? And the company, in accordance with local laws and stuff, but right. essentially they've designed the community so that they run it. Yeah, they have centralized control over moderating how yeah. people act, what people say, who is allowed in. Yeah. Right? You can't you're not allowed in unless you have an account. Right, right. That right, you verify. Right. So and this so, is all example of of a centralized community. Yeah. So you've designed for a centralized, you've created right. so a centralized what's a decentralized community. community. Well, I'll just quickly say the, the reason why would you design a centralized community? Do you have any any pros um, and cons? Let's see. Well, if I want to control it, yes, it gives it gives the creator incredible control over every aspect of the space. Right. And if you are a company, it allows you to monetize every say, aspect and if of I the want space. To monetize it, exactly. Yeah. With great control comes great monetization. Possibly, yes. Yeah. If you ha- if you have the people, but um, so uh, so yeah, so that's that's you know um, that's that's why you create a centralized community. Uh, a decentralized community is one in which you're designing a space where different communities are going to be in that space at the same time. And the different communities will have different standards depending on the rules of that community. So can you think of an in-person example? I can... Uh, the best example I no. can think of is a public park. So a public park is a 
thing that was designed to have multiple communities in the park at the yeah, same I'm time. I'm going to argue with you about this, though. Well, okay. So you have the you have the kids playing at the playground, like a group you, of four or five yeah, people. Yeah, no, I understand that. Right. You have the kids playing at the playground. The you have someone that – you have two, three people that are meeting for lunch sitting on a park bench. Yeah, and each one of those little groups is its own little community. Right. But here's my question for you, because in the definition you gave, you said that, because in a public park, I mean, someone does own the park. Might be the city. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's owned and managed. You said that was centralized if it was owned and managed. Well, but it's, it's about the level of control. So, for example... The park, generally in most public parks, they have some general rules and guidelines. You know, no uh, no tanks, you know, no, it's, you can't have uh, wild elephants. You can't bring an elephant well, to the sometimes park. Sometimes you can't, like, camp out. You can't camp out, yeah. But it, it, be more realistic. If the park closes at a certain time, you can't play loud music. But you still consider this decentralized because... Well, but let's, but let's look at the individual communities. So what makes something a centralized community, in my kind of opinion, and that's it, it's not like a centralized or decentralized. It's it's a it's a spectrum. Ah, okay. So you know, you can be there can okay. be centralized communities okay. where things are okay. a little Hard. more relaxed. All right. But it's sort of like who sets the guidelines for that community, for that group. So where like so for example, with the teenagers, the the hooligans right, in the parking right. lot. They're swearing, they're, you know, smoking cigarettes, you know, they're doing provocative things, they're smashing bottles, you know, maybe, maybe the park, you're not supposed to smash bottles, but uh, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're sort of, they have their own norms, they have their own norms, right? And who's setting those, who's setting those community norms? They are. But at the same time, in that very same park, you have. The moms sharing the sharing parents, the space is the moms the with the kids, the parents at the playgrounds, the the colleagues getting lunch. And they have their own set of norms about what's okay right. and what's not okay. Right, uh, where so like the, the, is, like the so toddlers have their own norms. Scre- running around screaming, right? The it's if you, very loud, is it the toddler in the park? Yeah. Yes. Whereas <laughs> whereas if you had the business people eating lunch, running around screaming, screaming is, is not gonna not, be okay. not gonna be okay. All right. Well, uh, now I have even throwing more sand at people. Then. So, okay. So, so, but, but when you design a park, you, you are designing for, for, for decentralized, it's a decentral, it's a, it's decentralized design. So you need to design a system where different groups of people can all use the same space and not annoy each other and not like fight each other. It's, and, and how do they do that in the park? By making it very big and putting different things at different places so different types of people can sort of use that. All right. I have a question for you, though. Yes. So in a situation like um, Facebook or YouTube or Reddit, Mm -hmm. centralized or decentralized? I mean, Definitely centralized. But I can have Facebook groups and I can have Reddit conversations. That's true. That's true. That's true. And there are different, there are different norms within that. So it's, it's on the spectrum somewhere. Um, that's, they're, that I think they're trying to encourage 
some degree of decentralization, decentralization so, in some what, capacity. Right. Reddit Not- famously probably the 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 most uh, one. But 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 everyone is still operating under the same terms of service, under the same guidelines that you know Facebook sets. And uh, I would argue you it's it's all it's centralized because you can't just if you want to take your facebook group and be like hey let's switch to you know uh, not facebook let's switch to you know armbook linkedin or something you can't you, you can't just press a you, button and no, move you your whole go, group over right, right right so the group is inherently tied in to the platform tied into the system right, whereas so- if you're at the park and you, you want to move your group to go to hey, a coffee shop you just go to a coffee shop so so the the that would that would be sort of more more decentralized right, so but you're why, you're 100% right you can get into semantic arguments about so why are you, why are we talking about this <laughs> what, what, <laughs> who cares Guthrie? well i think there is a difference um, between designing decentralized systems and centralized systems and so far in most most of the I mean, it's a pendulum, right? You've been around for the internet to kind of swing back and forth and back and forth with this kind of stuff. You're, and you're I, implying I've been around a long time, aren't you? Sure. Okay. And the, the the right now, the pendulum is swung very far into centralization. Um, the Are most we talking of the in digitally, in, digitally on the internet, you mean? Digitally. Okay. And and when we're talking about designers designing products. Yeah. You know, almost all the products are designed for centralization. Yeah. There's a login. You have all the user data in one spot, so you can mine yeah. it or do whatever. There, you know, monetize it. Um, there are these huge dominant platforms. Everyone, everything's got to be on a platform. Yeah. And so people are very used to designing these uh, sort of overbearing centralized systems and i think most of the ux designers out there kind of in their head they have that understanding like okay i'm going to design for i'm I'm doing a design for a community for a group and their instinct is okay let's start with you know that one big system that everyone's in and we set the rules and every blah 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 and you log in and um you know uh, another way of doing that would be maybe like a school right if you're taking it into a public space a school okay you have one main entrance and everyone has the same rules and there's a principal who's running everything and you you know and there's yeah there's different there's different groups there's different classes and you know what may happen in the second graders may be different than the high schoolers but really you're all in part of this one large contained system and the principal can go around and give out detentions to whoever you know they want because they're they're in charge um and it's just a very, it's very, very different to design for decentralized systems. And there are some problems, especially in the digital space with centralized systems. We talked about some of the benefits to the organization for setting up a centralized system. Can you think of any of the downsides? To the organization? Or to the... Or to the, to the users, either. Disadvantages to the users in an in a centralized digital space. Yeah. That's what that's what this yeah. is. Wow, you are really making me think here. I I should have had more coffee before this, <laughs> this particular episode. Um, 
The disadvantages to the users in an online centralized space. Well, I'll give you. Um, I'll give you. Uh, you want to give me I'll a give hint? You a hint? Yeah, it's something you talk about pretty often. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> when when you're talking about designing really? a user experience. Oh, now you have me. I was about to like just mumble something, but now I'm totally flummoxed. What? Uh, you can't design for everyone. Yeah, I agree. So if you have a centralized system, yeah, inherently you're trying to design design for everyone, and in doing so, you design for no one. You design for no one, and that's exactly what happens in all of these centralized spaces that are designed for that. It turns out where some people want to you know, push the boundaries and then they say no. And other people say, well, you can't say no. And so then it just turns into like a, the, you know, the moderators of the centralized system or the big bad guys. And they always make arbitrary rules that they don't really enforce. And they were enforced kind of when they want to. And, and it just turns into a big mess. You know what this reminds me of? It is a really interesting point. Why do we do this? Because we don't always design this way. So have you ever seen that? ads from um, the Sears and Roebuck catalog from like around 1917. Now I wasn't around in 1917. <laughs> Let's just make that clear. I can, I can sort of maybe vaguely uh, All right, imagine Alright, so that. Sears and Roebuck, Sears company, which I don't think is around anymore, right? No. Uh, the kids do not know what Sears is. Okay, so Sears was a big department store, a big store that sold, um, it, it's before, called the, a, what? before they were a store, right? Right. I'm going to go into that. So they were a store and they, they, they were a department store, which is a term which, for a kind of store that sold kind of everything. It's like, and it's like Costco. I don't know. Do Except you know, it wasn't big box, but I've never been in a Costco. We have to have a membership. And you, there's not one near you. So no, there's not. not. So, so anyway, Sears stores, you could buy all kinds of stuff. But before they had stores, they had catalog sales. So they were one of the first, um, in, which is a precursor to it was just Amazon internet but retail. With a yeah, but catalog. With a, yeah, this, these were these. It was a catalog. So instead of going online, you would get a little magazine in the mail. And it was not could, little. It was like this big. It was big. yeah. It was huge. And Two you could, and then you would order the things you wanted, not online, of course, because we're talking pre-internet. But the reason I'm bringing this up. Um, so Sears was big and Sears was like probably at some point the major retailer in the US. They they were Amazon where the, they the were ma- Amazon majority of whatever is going online. through Sears. Yeah. So there there's an ad um I actually like physically saw I think page for this ages ago there was an ad for a motor. So you bought a motor, an electric motor, and then you could buy attachments. And the attachments would do things like mix your food in the kitchen, <laughs> vacuum the rug in the living room. I mean, it was like a spray paint in the shop. It was like a motor. 
and then you you attach things to it. And that was the assumption of how you would want to use a motor. Now, of course, that's not what stuck. What we ended up doing was putting motors in things. And having specialized devices, so in a and, and I know this is like maybe not related to what you're talking about, but it kind of reminds me of what you're talking about. This idea, you know, because in our history as humans, we've designed things as uh, assuming, you know, we've been able to make that transition to go from centralized. Let's have a motor and stick on attachments to decentralized. No, let's have specialized things for people to use and motors inside of each specialized thing. And yet, for some reason, when we're talking about setting up these social systems, we have a hard time thinking about them that way. We think we want to have... Well, in the digital space, in the real world, that happens the vast majority of... That's what I mean. Yeah, I know, because in the real world, it's mostly decentralized. Control and monetization. For sure, it's and and there and that's that's really all the all the modern ways that we use digital social media. That's the model for all of the modern ways. I feel like way back in like the eighties and nineties, I feel like it was more decentralized, but maybe that's not true for online social. Yeah, where like maybe that's not true. Like no, it, like I think it is well, true. I've, so, for example, if you had a community let's just say that likes to collect coins right now you'd have a Facebook group or a Reddit group or something in a, you know, Goliath where you have a community within this centralized system where you have your community. I feel like back in the eighties and nineties or maybe two thousands before social media, you would instead have, well, you would have like coincollectors.net. You would have a specialized yeah. community that yeah. was that was just that was like we're going to take our community yeah. and we're going to go off into our little corner. It's we're not true. we're not going to be next to the the cat group no, on in the same true. system. We're we are our own system decentralized. We are kind of so so like so instead of being on Reddit and being a part of cats and being a part of coin collectors and being part of video games, you would go to, you know, coincollectors.net over here and you go to like qcats.com over there. You would just go to different systems and be part of the different groups in sort of a decentralized fashion. So it's not like it's never happened, but it's just, it hasn't happened recently. I think software, I think software followed the same trajectory. Yes. Like initially, yes. when com- when when computers, you know, when the personal computer came out, meaning it's you know people had computers rather than because there was a time when ordinary individuals did not interact with a computer. You know, computers were things that large corporations and the government had, and you as an individual never touched one. Yeah. And then the personal computer came out and then everybody could have their own computer. But initially, a lot of the software, like there was no, you know, Microsoft 365 or a collection of 
Google apps, you know, there was, you, you wanted a word processor. That's what it was called, you know, and, and you would go buy word processing software and install it on your computer. And that's all it did. And it wasn't connected to anything else. And then there was, you know, you'd have a spreadsheet and you'd have this and you'd have that. And everything was very separate and had its own capability. And that's all it did. Now, I mean, there were advantages to that and disadvantages. And there's a reason that so many, that that it has been funneled into these large platforms. The reasons being, platforms are large. They can give a lot. If you stay within the platform, there is a lot of value there. It's valuable to have Microsoft as a platform and you have Excel and Word and Teams and email and it's all sort of in one space and you can search for the same files everywhere and that's everyone's on the same Teams thing. And like there, there is sort of a value there. Um, and it's also what the major players did right? Like the money that got spent to making the best products, they were all centralized platforms. So, so the, so we're just in a, a space of centralization right now, but the pendulum is, um, swinging maybe back perhaps. Think? Well, people are really, really sick of the social media spaces right now. That's, um, that's true. And they are there. People are looking for answers because there's been since MySpace into Tumblr and into Reddit and into Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and Instagram and like all these giant social media, Snapchat, they have, they have all struggled with how do we moderate everything? And if we say we don't moderate it, then the government of, you know, whatever, some country says, no, no, you have to moderate it. So you have legal stuff to deal with and they're trying to moderate, but also they kind of can't moderate and and it leads to friction. Like, you know, online communities, right? Like where you have two different types of communities and they're sharing the same space, you know, uh, think, think, of, think of at the park where you take the parents and the children and you take the, the teenagers smoking weed and you put them in the you know in a, in a, yeah in a in a in like a very small little mm-hmm. room together you know and now you're up against each other and now you have friction so there are, there is sometimes value to decentralization to have different social norms for different groups of people and no centralization social media platform yet has really figured out how to thread that needle and do maybe it can't possible. Be I don't know. Um, so I, what I want to do now, I have something yeah. here for you. Go ahead. Uh, is, um, I have a blog post. Yeah. About, um, designing for decentralization. Okay. And I just, I'm, I'm just going to read parts of it and you can sort of give me your, you can sort of react Okay. To it, and we can, you know, if there's anything in particular that you think is interesting, yeah. then we can talk from there. Um, so this is uh, this is from the Blue Sky team. Uh, Blue Sky is the there is the guy who invented Twitter left Twitter 
quite a while ago, but even before Elon bought Twitter. And he was now starting a new thing where Blue Sky is part of it. And his his whole shtick is that the next wave of innovation is going to be in decentralized hmm. systems. Who is that this person? Um, um, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm having such a brain fart. Uh, um, I can see him. Is it Jack? Oh, Jack Dorsey. Is it Jack Dorsey? The guy who started uh, Twitter. Yes. Well, okay. he's, yes. So he's, he's, he's not technically the CEO, um, but he, uh, he's, he's sort of in this. behind, I think he's the intellectual the um, brains behind the it. brains. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jack Dorsey. So, uh, you know, and maybe he's right and maybe he's wrong. A lot of people, a lot of smart people have started interesting social media companies um, that couldn't compete against. Don't go anywhere. Okay. Well, Facebook and Google, they own them all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the Meta, yeah. I guess Meta, between Meta and Alphabet, really, those are the, their company names. They own all this, you know, Snapchats around, I guess. Um, so, you know, people, this, so maybe it'll just kind of go into the forest and nothing will happen. But uh, so, okay, so here we go. Um, uh, so the goal of Blue Sky is to turn social media into shared public commons. We don't want to own people's social graphs or communities. We want to be a tool that helps communities own and govern themselves. The reason we focus on communities is that for open commons to work, do you know you know what open commons is? No. Open commons is the idea of people being in the same space at the same time. So this this okay. is like a, pub, a public park would be an open commons. Okay. Where different types of people can be in the same place. Okay. Um, there needs to be some sort of structure that protects the people who participate. Safety can't just be left up to each individual to deal with on their own. This puts uh, the burden this puts on people, especially those who are most vulnerable, and, and this is in an online capacity, to online abuse and harassment is too high. And this is, I do think this is true. If you talk to teenagers, the amount of online abuse uh, that people experience is very high. Anyone who uses Twitter just experiences an incredible amount of online abuse on a constant basis. I don't know why they do it or put up with it. It sounds very terrible. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, it's really nasty constantly. Um, okay, I go back to reading. It also doesn't mirror how things work in the real world. In the real world, we form groups and communities so that we can help each other. The tooling we're building for moderation tries to take into consideration how social spaces are formed and shaped through communities. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to skip that. This, this part. Okay. Why build a public commons? Uh, you know, there's, there's a short message about, you know, they believe in a democratic society and there should be spaces that can be shared on public commons. Um, a company is an efficient structure for building out a cohesive vision of how things should work, but locking users into our systems would be antithetical to our mission. An open commons can't be governed at the sole discretion of one global company. We offer services like professional moderators so that we can help protect people and provide a good experience, but we shouldn't exert total control over everyone's experience for all time with no alternative. 
users should be able to walk away from us without walking away from their social lives. The reason we're building in decentralization is because we observe that businesses, business interests and the open web have a habit of coming into conflict. Third-party developers often get locked out. Moderation policies come into conflict with the diverse interests and needs of different groups of users. Ads push towards algorithms that optimize for engagement. It's a systemic problem that keeps playing out as centralized social media companies rise and fall. Does that, any, any comments, questions? Should I continue? Uh, well, I could, I could be very skeptical here. No, no, it, it, I'm not. I'm not asking you to uh, not be skeptical. Well, just, but uh, what I'm wondering if what the real goal here is just to be absolved from responsibility. Uh, so that's a good. That's a good question. Um, however, that is if that is often how real world that that is the answer that happens in real world communities. So, for example, if you were in a public park, right, there are certain rules, like don't hit people, blah, blah, blah. And if there's a group of hooligans who run around and, you know, key someone's car, our instinct is not to blame the public park, but to call the police and find the perpetrators who did it. So, absolving the, the park from responsibility is sort of inherent in a decentralized system. We are saying, yes, it is not up to you. We have, we have a third party moderator or something. Um, or let's take the public park analogy to reflect more of an online space. There's a group of teenagers and one of the teenagers at the public park bullies another teenager in the public park. We don't, think it's the public park's job because the, the keying is a different example because that's breaking a law or something. Um, and that's like, that's, that's just different. Uh, but th this is a better example. One, one, uh, yeah. So, so there's a teenagers in a public park and one of them bullies another one. We wouldn't assume that it's the public park's duty to stop teenagers from bullying each other in a public park. There are other systems and communities that you need to be a part of to stop that problem. So building decentralized communities does exactly absolve you of responsibility. That's kind of the point. Right. So that was my point was that yeah. maybe there's, because I kind of, it. I got the impression from what you read, it's like, oh, this is a wonderful idea and this will be good for you. But really, I'm wondering if, no, it's just, it's good for the, the organization to, so then they don't have to, they don't, they're absolved from all kinds of legal and, and everything else duties around having, having the space. Yes, that is, that is a big, and huge difference. that's different. mainly why, why they're, they're opting for decentralization, not because of some highfalutin philosophical advantage. Well, let's put a pin in that because okay. I, th I think uh, that's okay. Cause that's, that, that's a, that's a good point. And there's a, I think you are, it's sort of, it's, it's a little bit like, it's like, like decentralization might be the least worst option. Yeah. But it doesn't make it like the, like a, like great. It's just, it's really just different. Like designing for a decentralized yeah. space 
it doesn't inherently you, you solve some of the problems of centralization, but then you have other problems, right? right? Which is, but I think I think uh, part of the problem with designing a centralized space, in theory, it should be able to work better, but in practice, it never seems to. It just seems to make things even worse. Centralized, you mean? Yeah, you know, like in theory, on Twitter, in theory, it there's great. a moderator. Oh, you have control it, and you have a moderator, but then it yeah, doesn't and, work. and the company is going to make sure that people aren't getting but harassed then it work. in practice. Like there's even there's way more harassment and now you can't leave. Now you're locked in, in the room right. with the toddlers and the teenagers. Right. right, right. With, okay. with no, with no, and no one else around and you just have to deal with it. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep going. Um, some might think this isn't a big deal. Social media is like a club and the place can be happening one day and dead the next. Would it be so bad if people just moved on to the next joint? The problem is that people put their lives and livelihoods into these networks. When a network shuts down, people lose out on a lot. They lose their connections, they lose their creative work, and they lose their places of business. Social networks are not just products. They've become digital homes. Would you, do you agree, disagree? Yeah, yeah. No, I, there's, it's an interesting it's an interesting issue. I mean, I know that, um, so, you know, for example, I, like many other people, have stopped using or have closed accounts on some social media. And you've probably opened accounts on others over the years. Yes, but I mean, most recently, I've just dropped a couple yeah. of them, and I haven't. I don't have a replacement for them. And, you know, haven't decided what to do about it. And, um, you know, being a, you know, I, we, we have a business and we have some of these, some of these um, groups are, or, or platforms were a major source of our connecting with people. And we put a lot of effort, time and effort, not less than others. But still, Less time. Others, but still no, time yeah, and I mean, to you know, that. I put a lot of effort over a long period of time to build a particular brand on a particular network, right? And uh, on a particular platform, and yeah. and grow that, and have constant communication with people, and you know, then I've just stopped. So that's um, sucky. It, it's a big deal, and I haven't necessarily replaced it. You know. I get that. Uh, okay. Um, so you're, you're going to buy that. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll continue. Even when things are working correctly on social platforms, there are weird dynamics caused by people's relationships being mediated by a single company. The internet is pretty obviously real life in the sense that its management has real world consequences. When these places control our identities and our ability to connect and to make money, having no way out from the founding company is a precarious situation. The power difference is daunting. And then they, they talk a little bit about, there's a paragraph about uh, the goal of Blue Sky is to rebuild social networks so that networking so that there's not a lock-in to the founding company, which is us. We can try to provide a cohesive, enjoyable experience, but there's always an exit. Users can move their accounts to other providers. Developers can run their own connected infrastructure. Creators can keep access to their audiences. We hope this helps break the cycle of social media companies coming into conflict with the open web. 
Okay, next, next section. What should this feel like? Social media has a reputation for being emotionally chaotic. Some days it can be, it can be fulfilling and other days it can be a box of horrors. If we are going to succeed in our mission of creating social media that operates as a sustainable public commons, these tools need to not just be good in theory, but actually create a better social space than what has come before. Our goal for investing in moder moderation tooling and processes is to create a better public commons for conversations to, to take place in. Perhaps it, could, it can even be a happy, healthy, and predominantly enjoyable space. Here's some of what we think it takes to create a great experience. So I think this is sort of interesting because it's very sort of user focused. But, um, a great experience should be simple to use. Oh, before I, before I read this, I should just say, very easy to say this on paper. And the hard part is that so far, most social networks have not been able to thread the needle and actually figure this out. Um, but I'll, I'll say what it says. A great experience should be simple to use. It shouldn't be overly complex. And there should be sensible defaults and well-run entry points. If things are going well, the average user shouldn't have to notice what parts are decentralized or how many layers have come together to determine what they see. However, if conflict arises, there should be easy levers for individuals and communities to pull so that they can reconfigure their experience. A great experience should... I have no idea what that means. Okay, fair enough. A great experience should recognize that toxicity is not driven only by bad actors. Good intentions can create runaway social, social behaviors that then create needless conflict. The network should include ways to down-regulate behaviors, not just amplify them. Uh, down-regulate. I, I have problems. Do you know what down-regulate means? I do, but I still okay. have problems. You have problems. A great experience should respect the burden that community management can place on people. Someone who sets out to help protect others can quickly find themselves responsible for a number of difficult choices. That's, that's being like a moderator of some group. Um, you would know. You were on a school board. She's for the podcast. She she not she was she was nodding. Oh, sorry. Yes, I did not. Yes, sorry. <laughs> it's audio. Um, the tooling that's provided should take an ac into account ways to help avoid burnout. A great experience should find a balance between creating friendly spaces and over policing each other. The impulse to protect can sometimes degrade into nitpicking. We should drive towards norms that feel natural and easy to observe. I, I think this is all impossible. A great experience should reflect the diversity of views within the network. Decisions that are subjective yes. should be configurable. Moderation should not force the network into a monoculture. Finally, a great experience should remember that social networking can be pleasant one day and harsh the next. There should be ways to react to sudden shifts, to sudden events or shifts in your mood. Sometimes you need a way to be online, but not be 100% available. So there, they are proposing that mm. some of the barriers in social networks that we experience, such as the constant negativity, the fact that engagement is 
promoted at all costs, whether it's good or bad. Like in many ways, social networks, social media, the goal is to get people mad because yeah, I know because, because being that mad is, that is, is that's 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 engagement is engagement. Yeah. So the hypothesis that they are putting, if I could sum this all up, is that if you decentralize communities and you take it you 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 take the authority away from one central figure to drive engagement up and to say actually we want engagement to go down we don't want you to be able if you are at the coins site we don't want to push the cat site we want you to just hang out and have an enjoyable relaxing experience in the coin site and that decentralization designing for decentralized social spaces is in fact the way that many of the problems of modern social media will be solved. So if you're asking whether I would invest it money, you know, no, I'm not buying. No, I'm just asking if you you buy the the idea of decentralization fixing problems. No, I don't. Because can I say why? Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting question. Oh, can I, can I just, uh, sorry, before, before you say this. I should just briefly explain how blue sky theoretically works. Okay. So what they have developed is a protocol. So the, the, the analogy to think of is email. Mm-hmm. You can create your own server that can send and receive email and you can send and receive email to other servers. Mm-hmm. So they're all, because they're all using the same protocol, they can all talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So imagine a world in which there's multiple Twitters. So there's Twitter and there's Flitter and there's Pitter and, and yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah. And, right, yeah. And each of them have different rules. So if you're on, you know, Pitter, uh, they have very strong, you know, guidelines about you can't say anything negative and you can't do this and you can't do that. And there's all these rules, you know. Um, but if you're on Pitter, you can follow someone who's on Bitter over here, right? And you can kind of communicate across like email because you're all using the same platform. But if you're like, hey guys, like I'm fed up with Pitter. I, they, they, they're terrible. I don't like them anymore. You can just press a button and move your account and your entire following over to, you know, litter over here. You know, whatever, whatever it is, right? So, I, so that, so that is that's. I just wanted to give you a sense of sort of in theory how it would all work, where there are different companies, different servers that are run independently, and then, but they're because they're all using the same backbone, the same protocol, they can kind of communicate, and it feels like one. Okay, so that, that that's right. sort of the. All right, I have a couple. Of, I have many comments. Many comments. All right, so I just wanted to kind of make sure no, you sort of you're doing the technical. No, I you appreciate you doing that. I have many comments. One comment is I'm amazed at how many great words there are by rhyming (laughs) with Twitter. (laughs) I mean, who would have thought I I, quitter, bitter, litter, litter. These are, there's a lot of good. Be careful with some of them. Yeah. Okay. That's number one. Number two, it's an interesting idea. Technically. Number three, I it might solve a few problems like being able to easily port everybody over to somewhere else. 
But I, basically, I don't think this solves these major problems that that they, you know, when 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 they were talking about the, you know, when they had the manifesto, right? Oh, it's we want this, we want that, we want this, we want that. I don't see how doing this is going to result in that because you're taught. All right, at the core, there are two issues going on, in my opinion. One is it's people, and humans are weird and messy and complicated, and uh, just get all goofed up around social norms and so on. So what is relaxing and healthy and enjoyable for me is possibly extremely different than what somebody else. So someone else really enjoys writing horrible stuff on social media and, and, I mean, really, really, you know, scary, icky stuff. And that, that is enjoyment to them, right? So we can talk about, oh, you should be able to be relaxed and enjoy. But what the heck does that mean? Different individuals have very different definitions of what relaxed, enjoyable, and healthy mean. Really different that they might not even be aware of. So I, to me, you're dealing with humans and humans are unfortunately complicated and messy, and especially if you're talking about social relationships between humans, really problematic. That's one. And then the other thing, the other problem I have with all this is that um, when you you have digital social spaces as we do, the whole dynamic and the whole creating of social norms and everything else, it is inherently different. And and it amplifies all the complicated parts of being human. It does. When you are limited by um, a particular space, and by inha- physically inhabiting a particular space, like going to a park. When you have physical limitations of how many places you can be and how many people you can interact with and be heard, okay? When I go to the park and I yell loudly, I can be heard by a certain number of people, but not millions, okay? It's just like, I, even if I had a big speaker system and microphone, it's still not millions. So there are inherent limitations of interacting socially with people in physical spaces that are not there in online spaces. So, so what that, if, well, hold on, what if you went to uh, Zitter and <laughs> Zitter has a rule that says anything you post you can uh, you can only have 20 followers at a time and it's like and it like you like actually you can't have large scale blasts of 
stuff. Like, like no post, as soon as a post gets to 500 views, it immediately is locked for two days or something. But who get, okay, fine. But then Pitter doesn't have those same <laughs> rules. But who gets to decide what the rules are on Zitter? Well, the people who are part of that community. So you okay, have to so find. Okay, so then a bunch of people from Pitter come over to Zitter and say, oh, let's change the rule. I mean, it's just, I don't, it's not going to work. Okay. All right. Well, uh, but uh, you know they can they can prove me wrong. They can absolutely prove me wrong, but I just don't see how it's gonna. So I wanted to uh, let's take okay. So let's move away from blue sky. I want to take the last couple minutes here for you just yeah. to give your thoughts on um, the idea of for designers because yeah. it's it's sort of a whenever designers are designing communities, I think we instantly just go towards the idea of centralization. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think that designers should maybe think about, are there certain situations in which designing for decentralization might be wise or a useful uh, tool? Yeah, no, I do. I do think that I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to solve, solve social media, these social media issues. But I think in general, the the question of, um, seeing if we can undo some of the tendencies and habits that we've gotten into would be wise. And I love the idea of using, uh, you know, analogies. I mean, that's, you know, part, so if you study design thinking, one of the steps that I think people ignore in design thinking, one of the possible steps is um, analogous spaces and analogous situations and um, to, to stop during your design and go, whoa, let's, all right, what if, you know? And I think this is one of those. It's like, okay, let's take a look at, um, you know, we're, we're designing this digital thing. How might we design it differently if, for instance, it was a public park, right? I mean, you know, the, if yeah. if we wanted to stop and think about how we might design it differently if it were decentralized, what what does that mean, and what would it look for look like, and have we fallen into a centralization mental model, a conceptual model, without even realizing we fell into it? Right? Mm. I mean, I. I've mm. been in many meetings recently where someone on the design team says, well, maybe we should make it more like, you know, uh, the Creative Cloud Suite or Microsoft 365. And maybe that's a good idea, but maybe that's not a good idea, right? It, it just, we kind of, these days, our, our analogies are, are all centralized spaces. And so, you know, we may need to, come up with a set of analogies that aren't centralized spaces. What's the, what's the, uh, what's the thought? It's like, like fighting, uh, yesterday's battles or something. So like, like right now, centralization is all the rage. Yeah. So if you're putting together some big product suite for two, four years from now, maybe by the time you do that, you know, that'll be, that'll seem sort of, cause right now, yes, centralization 
works and makes lots of money and it yeah. gives you power. And what company doesn't want more power and money? And more money, yeah. You know, but uh, but but maybe uh, the competitors, maybe th- there might be a market demand for um, decentralization for users to be like, hey, we actually want control. Yeah. Um, so the yeah, question, no. the question is, I mean, it's a little, it's a little bit like, um, the question is, can you get better results through centralization? Because is it, is, is there some sort of, uh, monopolistic power efficiency? There, there might be, but I, th- I think a different question is the benefits you get from some centralization, are they worth it com- mm-hmm. bec- compared to what you you're losing? And seeing as so many companies are switching to the big box providers for yes. even even for tech, right? Like we used yes. to have our own servers. Well, we'll just right. use Amazon Web Services now, right. right? And we'll just pay for it. And now we're locked in, and blah blah blah. And we, right. Right. you know, I, I mean, there is a cost to that. I know. Think yeah. of <laughs> 10, 10, 20 years ago. Think of all the people who were doing AJAX stuff for IE eight. Remember they they developed these huge, all this software that could only be used for Internet Explorer. Yeah. And when that got phased out, yeah. so many companies had well, so this ha- many problems. This happens. This happens. And, right, and well, it but still people, happens. These but things. People, people don't think of that as part of the life cycle, right? Right. They're, they're like, well, yeah, we had to spend a quadrillion dollars redesigning every single Everything. The core, right. our core business services, but like that wasn't the cost of the development of services into a locked platform that we right, could never right, escape right, from, right, right? Right. So, so you know, it's, it's like it's that that like they don't count that in the example. So like, yeah, yeah, we built literally everything into. I mean, Amazon Web Services will probably be around forever, but let's just assume you know we built. I mean, Twitter's a good example, right? Twitter is you know people yeah. are kind of leaving, and I don't know what the deal is there, and maybe it'll yeah. turn around, and maybe it won't, and maybe there'll be a competitor. So you know, you spend you spend all this time and money, you know, getting a huge Twitter following, you know, and now you have to change platforms. And what's the so what was really the cost of using Twitter? Well, it includes yeah. the cost of being in a locked system that then you have to change. But people don't include that in their. I know. Calculations. I like it. I, so, I agree. Um, well, Guthrie, thank you yeah. for this kind of interesting conversation. Yeah, you got, was, you know, you got me we're, we're done with our uh, we're done with our series. I wanted to Go do, do something, something spicier. Else. Yeah, all right. I think it's I think it's an interesting uh, paradigm to think about. Yeah, I like it. I I you got you got me thinking. I hey, I'm I'm actually really rooting um, for, for de- de- decentralization, decentralization just because I want I want something to work because <laughs> all the social media is so terrible. It's I really, I would yeah. like to have fun using social media. It all would right, be well, pleasant. I'm, I'm looking forward to you starting Mitter Pitter Litter. <laughs> I do have a Linux server Quitter. in my house, so I could, I could I, I'll spin something up. Sitter. Well, I could keep going. All right. Uh, all right. I will. Let's see. We'll, we'll have to see what happens and we'll see if, if I'm wrong or right that this solves things or not. Just interesting. Just fun thoughts. All right. Thank you uh, for the conversation. Yeah. I'll, thank you. Thank you. And I'll, I'll talk, I will talk to, to you soon. soon. Uh, stay inside. Wear a mask. Yeah, I'm doing that. Stay away from the smoke. All right. Bye. Bye.